First off, a special thank you to our amazing Patreon.com patrons. Terry! Erica! Stephanie! Diane! Barbara! Anna! Jenny! Robin! Jennifer! Karen! Mary! Kevin! Jill! Joe! Sarah! Kayla! Evelyn! Corinne! Alicia! And our forever first, Trisha. As Patreon patrons, you'll get access to our bonus episodes where Patricia, Nayland, and I talk about other things we're interested in, like Warren Stories or Next in Fashion and the Project Runway reunion episodes. And of course, you will also have our eternal gratefulness for helping us express our love for all things Project Runway and to be able to share it with you lovely, amazing fellow fans of this wonderful show. If you'd like to become a Patreon patron, visit our page on patreon.com forward slash the workroom podcast. The link is in the show notes. Now let's get to it. Sweet! Yes! We walk into this big ass presidential suite. Oh my God. Wait, wait, oh. oh my God. It's kind of overwhelming and it makes you realize we're getting closer and closer to the people that are going to go to Fashion Week. Oh, oh let's do it. Project Runway yeah. Top 5. Yeah. Hello, all you lovely, wonderful listeners. Welcome back into The Workroom, a labor of love dedicated to Project Runway. I'm Ernest, and I wouldn't be caught dead in an off-the-rack Lower East Side outfit anywhere in Brooklyn. Mm. Hi, I'm Patricia, and I am stuck in super bitch warrior mode. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> oh my gosh, so many things about that comment that I want to get to. All right, so let's get, <laughs> let's get into this. So um, so happy to be back with you listeners as well. And to remind everyone, um, find us on Instagram, on Facebook. And we also have a cheat sheet for this episode, of course. We're down to our final five. So that is in the show notes. And it's only one page since we don't have any safes or um, any distinct highs and lows. Um, so and also, so yeah, so basically no spoiler. And uh, we are also on Patreon and for our wonderful Patreon lovelies, they are enjoying uh, Warren Stories with us. And also, Patricia and I did a very special Bowen Yang Love Fest. That is our most recent bonus. So you can head on over there. <laughs> Enjoy that. And um, again, please keep sending your hot takes and questions and gossip to us at intheworkroom at gmail.com. And that's I in the workroom at Gmail. And so far, um, our lovely, wonderful listeners, um, y'all are watching Making the Cut. And we're really, enjoy- we're really enjoying all your hot takes. And so then, of course, we will update everyone um, about um, how we'll tackle that show and, and where it might be on the main feed, might be on Patreon. Uh, we'll, we'll sort of discuss that. But um, Amazon is dropping them two episodes in a row. Um, things are happening on there and we are, we are in discussion on our end <laughs> on how to do that. Um, okay. So, uh, as for now, we are in our 12th episode of season eight, our vintage journey continues and, uh, let's just, uh, I guess brush up on what happened last week because, uh, that's 
sort of helped me get into the mindset of this episode because again, our, our, our designers have been tired for a while. They've been put through the ringer in very different ways. And the last episode put them through the Heidi new balance gauntlet. And Ari won that very excited about it. And we, (laughs) there is this clip at the, um, uh, in the previews or the, the remind or yeah, the, the post log of last week of Tim Gunn going into the waiting room and just going like, you guys are the final five. And they're, they all look back at him with a grimace. They're so tired and just like, great. Awesome. When do we go home? (laughs) Two more challenges. (laughs) Right. Right. So yeah, so this is the last challenge before New York Fashion Week. Um, uh, quite a bit of this episode, I would say, was mostly filled up by workroom antics and a lot of feelings about what it means to be here at this moment for the designers. And one of that um, uh, kind of happens at the very beginning. So they don't even get to go back to Atlas Uh Tim Gunn tells them Heidi is waiting for you on the runway. And they're of course scared because why not? They deserve to be scared. Um, But Heidi says, so designers, you are the final five. Congratulations. You have done a lot of work and to treat you, I'm going to send you to one of the most fabulous places in New York for a night to relax. And everyone's just like, no, you're lying to us. Absolutely not. Um, I don't know. I kind of, uh, also, of course, no, you wouldn't necessarily, uh, believe her. And I had the thought that what they could have done is made this like an all nighter. Don't even send them to Atlas, send them to wherever they were going to go and do something like they've done in the past, like sleep on top of Empire State Building. (laughs) Have a pajama party someplace where they're going to have to make clothes out of their sleeping bags. Right. Make clothes out of rocks and cigarette butts and gum wrappers. <laughs> There's an idea. That's a very New York challenge. Right. <laughs> so, but but no, they actually get sent to um, the Mandarin Oriental Hotel and not just any uh, room. They get to go to the presidential suite. The camera really zoomed in on that label on that placard to just let us know and they get a we get a very reality tv moment where you know when they're just releasing the contestants or the cast into their uh their season house and they run around going like oh my god it's so great yeah oh it's so fancy and you know and there's champagne and i'm just thinking where's their food they need to be fed do yeah. they all get their own bed? I just was really worried for them still <laughs> right. in this moment. Yeah, Are they still sharing rooms? <laughs> I know. Yeah. They show us one room and, um, and it, it just, I'm like, where's the other one? Where are the other four? <laughs> so, so yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I guess it's, it's sort of like they get a chance to sit around and talk to each other about, what this means to them and you know and there's this moment when Gretchen starts talking about how much he's achieved due to her hard work Michael C looks like he's stuffing his face with what I hope is tiramisu in a fancy glass and I'm hoping that's dessert after they've had a proper dinner I don't know right so yeah anyway um 
so yeah, so they pretty much spend the night at this hotel. Um, the next day we don't catch them because I'm pretty sure they had to run back to Atlas to change clothes or do whatever they needed to. Because the next time we see the designers is on a roof somewhere. I did not recognize this roof. I don't know if you did, but they are meeting with Tim and Mayor Michael Bloomberg. Happy 2010. (laughs) I thought that was the roof of the Mandarin Hotel. Oh, okay, great. And the only reason why I, I knew that, I've never been there. I've never been in that hotel. But the the logo of the hotel, it looked like some kind of golf area at the top of the hotel. Yes. And the fan, the fan of the Mandarin logo was some like was displayed. Okay. It was very visible. It was very like on brand, you know. Okay, okay. So that's what I think it is. But I've never I've never been there, so I can say I recognize it. I just spotted the logo. No, I think that's a good guess. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know why. I was just like, oh, what what roof park is this? Because <laughs> there are and some why roof is, parks in New York. Why is why was Bloomberg so uncomfortable? Did he look uncomfortable? He looked normal to me. Oh, you know what? Oh, okay. Now I'm looking back at it, and what I thought was just like grass is, is the Mandarin fan covered in turf. You're so right. I think it's like a turf garden, maybe. Um, a turf fan. Yeah, turf fan. What's more Project Runway than that? <laughs> that should have been my tagline. Hi, I'm Patricia, and today on the runway, I will be a turf fan. Turf fan. <laughs> turf fan. Yeah, it's already set up for weddings and everything. It's oh, it's interesting. Um, yeah, I didn't necessarily see him as being nervous. I don't know why. I just, I just thought, I'm like, yeah, no, it's Michael Bloomberg. Um, and being you know i don't know just mostly i guess an ad for hey fashion week's at lincoln center now it's not at brian park don't go to brian park guys fashion week is at lincoln center now so (laughs) um but he introduces the challenge and they get to draw inspiration from the entire city michael bloomberg offers them the entire city including Staten Island. Don't forget about Staten Island. And they have to essentially just, you know, um, come back and, and do something that wows them. Just just a, a, a wow moment. Um, they get $500 for this budget. And that is to kind of emphasize just how wow this, <laughs> this piece should be. And um, yeah, I don't know. They get two hours to wander and then meet Tim back at Mood, which I instantly thought was not enough time if they wanted to, for instance, make it to Staten Island and back <laughs> or, or go to the yeah. Bronx or something or I even know. to Queens. Go, go, or even go into like, if you went to Coney Island. Yes. It would not be enough time. You wanna go to, do you want to go into Brooklyn in two right. hours? No. Not possible. Yeah. No, absolutely not. Not possible. Um. So... Let's see here. So we get to see where they go. So um, they split up for the most part. And, you know, the designers and their film crew. So Michael C. goes to the Statue of Liberty and instantly figured that out. um, Armed with a camera and a sketchbook, Um, Michael C. is mostly taking inspiration from the dress. (laughs) From the frumpiest dress in the city. (laughs) 
from the dress. Michael C. found the largest replica of a dress in the city. Um, Hmm. The least iconic thing about the Statue of Liberty is that dress. So I guess it's not super literal. Because when you think about Statue of Liberty, you don't really think about what like the 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 wardrobe in particular you mostly think about this symbolism um, yeah you think about political relationship between france and the u.s yes right there is so there's so much nuance imbued in the statue of liberty it's like oh yeah dress because <laughs> like yeah anyway um april goes to the brooklyn bridge and her we see April from the perspective of what now is a very, very developed Brooklyn Bridge Park. Um, um, and actually April and Mondo kind of start off in the Brooklyn Bridge Park area. Um, and they are both taking inspiration from the lines and Mondo in particular from the 2D perspective that makes like an optical illusion. So just kind of looking at the photos that kind of flattens out the um, uh, uh, the suspension lines and then translating that into oh op- it's an optical illusion let's let's play with that and then we have Ari who finds Central Park and it seems like she's really into the organic lines that kind of are created by the pathways and the trees and the branches and the sunlight just kind of escaping into um uh through the through the leaves and wants to just do a dress Gretchen goes to the Lower East Side She's an uninspired, <laughs> doesn't want to do something literal, not too literal. So, um, and so in, in a sense that she wants to just make something that's her after coming off of that Heidi death trap <laughs> of an episode where she had to make stuff for Heidi that she didn't like. And now she gets to make whatever she wants. So she kind of heads to a place where we all kind of, I mean, I, I you know, not even watching that, you know, not even like really completely remembering this episode. Of course, Gretchen goes to the Lower East Side. Um, I think today Gretchen would try to make the extra 30 minute trip into Brooklyn. Um, but then she right. only stays in the Lower East Side. So, yeah. Yeah. Any thoughts on I this moment this, here? I think this challenge is always difficult for non New Yorkers, you know, because totally. what, like, I don't really blame her for like going, oh, okay, that's where hipster people go. It's true, you know, right. even, even then, right? Even then, <coughs> excuse me. Um, but I was just sort of fascinated by um, the idea, like the idea of Gretchen's client, um, sophisticated femme, what has Gretchen said? Mm-hmm. Sophisticated bohemian femme, modern, understated, like things, luxurious, like all those things, mm-hmm. which... Um, did I say bohemian? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And she's like bohemian okay. vibe, but with an urban edge. That's that's yeah. essentially who she thinks she, she her her client is. Yeah, and I thought it was interesting that all that we see, you know, from this edit, all that we see Gretchen looking at is like the Jacob Reese tenement world. You know, mm-hmm. this sort of like <laughs> like um, like Lower East Side decrepit building. Yeah, and <laughs> I was sort of like okay is that the charm i I don't know Hmm. so i just thought that was interesting in an odd way but not a bad thing not a good thing yeah just like a a knowing thing Uh, because even if there are some contradictions you know she's one of those people who i think is very used to talking about 
what she's doing and trying to she does a really good job of reconciling those things to, in, in a way um so yeah yeah and also I think she's describing herself <laughs> she yeah she thinks of herself a lot um if that is it, it to be you know to, and, and it really came out during this episode that's essentially at the core of who she designs for is yeah who she is um yeah all right so we're back at mood and they've got 45 minutes to shop and we see a little bit of what people are doing but um I thought the most interesting part of this was Tim kind of trying to mitigate some future problems with the designers. And it seemed like Tim was more on a mission to um, be a little bit more direct with them than suggestive. And Mm -hmm. for instance, Michael C, because he goes to Michael C and is like, okay, what are you designing? And of course, Michael C is like, I'm making a Statue of Liberty dress. And Tim just kind of like puts his head back a little bit like, oh, <laughs> a little bit. Um, and just it really, really points to him. like you don't want to be literal. Here's that word again. Like, you don't want to make something that's literal. Uh, it didn't seem as if Michael C really was taking it in. He was mostly Michael C looked really stressed about finding the right fabric because it didn't seem as if he knew exactly what he wanted to 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 pull yeah so yeah um and then almost immediately tim turns to april and basically like listen april you need to put some color in your outfits just saying um i'm going to implore you please you're kind of wanting to surprise and wow the judges uh based off of your color palette for this entire season you might want to put something other than black and what you're making, um, which I thought was actually kind of surprising um, for, for Tim to do. But yeah. Um, let's see here. Swatch is being a total diva, draped in a hooded cape of some sort in black. Um, very adorable. <laughs> mm-hmm. And anything else? Like, I don't know. Yeah, the Tim part to me was the, the, the thing that stood out most of this mood trip. Um, nothing really stood out to me except the the puppy face. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I have priorities here. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much Swatch kind of, I mean, that's pretty much the only, like, most interesting thing about any mood segment is whatever Swatch is wearing or not wearing. <laughs> and I was wondering, well, did Mondo dress Swatch? Like, what's happening here? Is that a little cape? That's really cute. Because you know how sometimes, well, no, every time they have a dress form that's draped in some kind of fun fabric. Um, maybe that day Swatch was like, put those dress forms away. I'm going to be the dress form today. I'm going to be demonstrating the hot fabric of the season. And it's like, they just caught Swatch on, on that day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like one of you is inspired by a dress form that has a 35 foot waist, but yes. look at mine. <laughs> look at mine. It's here. It's little. It's great. <laughs> Oh, so cute. It's round and warm. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> All right. Um so we're we're back in the workroom 
And, oh, man, I just, again, emphasizing how tired these people must be because Tim's like, you have all the rest of today. So what have they done today? They've woken up really early. They've had to talk to Michael Bloomberg on the roof. They've had to go around New York City to get inspiration. They've gone to Mood. And then they come back into the workroom. It's just like, what a day. Um, and, and, and Tim kind of teases something where he goes, at least one person will be going home. And of course, there is that added pressure where there's five of them and three are showing at Fashion Week. So what does that mean? <laughs> I'm, you know, and they probably are prepared for two people to go home. Um, gosh, okay. So let's get into this day in the workroom. Um, Michael C. is talking to his dress. Um, let's see. Um yeah, so uh, yeah, it's mostly about their their process and 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 doing things. People are a little loopy, and again, they're very tired. Um, we have Gretchen making a comment about how Michael C reminds her of herself five years ago. Um, yeah. Again, this pattern of Gretchen seeing other people as extensions of herself in a particular way. And anyway, she's like, yeah, like five years ago, I could only make a dress, you know, like, and then also like, I was just mostly learning how to make clothes that I like, because that's the only way I could learn. I'm like, but you're still you know doing that. Yeah, yeah. And I, I feel like there's nothing wrong with that. I actually liked it that Gretchen said that I was like, this is how a lot of people learn. You know, yes. when I was little in school, that's how I learned. I mean, okay, it was like a little, whatever, eighth grade art school class mm-hmm. that I loved. That's how I learned how to use gouache. You know, it's like, okay, yeah. here's, how they, how, here's how it works. Now look at this picture. Yes. Now duplicate the picture. And I thought it was really to understand the connection between what you're seeing and what you're doing, you know. And so I actually liked it that Gretchen said that. And Listen, I, I have to tell you, mm-hmm. <laughs> normally I would think that'd be a bitchy Gretchen comment um, or, or at least an edit that made, at the very least, an edit that made Gretchen sound bitchy. Mm-hmm. But in this whole episode, I felt like they all had very likable edits, starting with the uh, champagne, champagne, champagne time mm-hmm. at the Mandarin Hotel. They're all like, we all have our own stories. I'm supposed to be here. This feels like great. So... This is the first episode. I was like, okay, why is suddenly Gretchen not annoying? In, like, in yeah, no, I still find her to be annoying. Like, I, I haven't written in my notes if, if in a couple of episodes, just like the refrain of just like, shut up, shut up, Gretchen. Shut <laughs> oh, yeah. up. Just, but, I still disagree yeah. with her, but at least it's not like, <laughs> yeah. I still disagree with her. Yeah, and I I just thought of it as condescending, um, and it's just in context of of who yeah. she's shown herself to be because it wasn't meant to be. I thought a way for her to relate to him in a positive way. It was meant to kind of infantilize him. And to, yeah, no, I totally agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was very yeah. conceited. So yeah. Anyway, it's like using a real example in a real life, like positive thing, to be condescending to somebody else. Yeah. And especially off of a, a challenge where he didn't make a dress, he made pants, even though those pants were awful. <laughs> he draped pants. Um, I don't I don't even know if that was the first time we've ever seen Michael C. make pants. But, he, but you know, he did go there, even though it was unsuccessful. But, um, yeah. Um, Mondo takes a nap. <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote that as first day in the workroom drama. 
where Mondo slept for too long. <laughs> and then when he wakes up, it's after eight o'clock. It's almost eight thirty. Uh, I guess they have until midnight. So um, he's just like, oh, man. Oh, no. And Michael C., who's Mondo's best friend, is walking around like, hey, guys, did did you did Mondo tell you guys that he was going to take a nap or was he going to take a prolonged nap? Was he taking an extra extra large nap? Like, did he tell you, like, what size nap he wanted to take? And I was like, oh, he's just sleeping. Uh. Um, and I don't think there's anything ill-willed about that. I do honestly think, um, you know, it's no one else's responsibility to wake up Mondo. <laughs> so that's just my opinion. I know. Well, I was also worried, like, wake up, Mondo. Like, yes. <laughs> get your done. Because... <laughs> I don't know about you because I never, I never nap without an alarm, and I don't. I guess they don't have phones or anything like that. Oh, I would right. be so worried. I would actually ask someone, like maybe a producer or someone, someone there yeah. could be like, "Can you give me twenty minutes? Just come give me in twenty minutes." Yeah, because or ask for a kitchen timer. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh wait, a kitchen I timer the... would be so How great. Come... Okay, how come those? This is meat. I design like meat tablets. Don't have a little timer in there. That <gasps> you know can... what? Yes, technology. Like, technology is supposed to step in in moments like this. Yes. Oh, you know, and that would be perfect for something that's meant for fashion designers or artists in general. Um, you know, when you're tired, <laughs> you're taking a nap from making whatever you're making. Then that ought to be a part of the process, like a timer that just wakes you up from your your work nap. <laughs> yeah yeah um let's see here uh yeah so michael michael c um is sort of doing again that thing that we've we've talked about quite often that's a part that you pointed out was like a part of his process where you know it's it's just making the multiple dress thing and i think this is where he starts uh doing the the structure for a different dress to kind of stave off the possibility of him coming in the next day and hating the one dress that he's made. Um, and so we get to see the sketch that he made at the Statue of Liberty. And my goodness, it was such a, a simple, regular, degular dress. Do you remember seeing the sketch? I think so. No, I don't. I, okay. Yeah. I I'm not sure if I'm remembering the correct thing. Yeah, because he never makes this dress. It's just kind of like a, um, uh, it almost looks like kind of like a halter type dress with a very thin um, strap that goes around the, the, the neck and then um, the bodice or actually where the cups are, they're kind of drapey. It's an umpire waist, so like a high-waisted mm -hmm. thing that kind of drapes down and he's just like, oh, and it just looked so regular. Um, and so he's not making that dress, but it just kind of emphasized, I'm like, man, this is such, it's such a, an obvious source of inspiration to make clothes. It's sort of like the unconventional challenge where you go into the grocery store and you find a bed sheet. <laughs> you go into the one grocery store that has, um, like actual cloth for the tables. Um, mm -hmm. and then you go around New York city and you find the clothes, and and so so yeah so it's like paying attention to the the sketch. He's making another one just in case. And there's this wonderful shot of 
of Michael C.'s workstation and he's cut out all of these little strips of things that look like there might be future ruffles. And then the camera pans up and Mondo is looking at it and just shaking his head like, my God, Michael C., like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, and then there's a moment where everyone just kind of gets really loopy. And um, it's what I what I call these. I was just like, oh, yeah. So it's just the 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 just it's time to make this into we're going to be super offensive for our last couple of hours in the workroom. Um, hmm. Yeah, there's some um, joking about women who wear burqas and hijab. Uh, between right. mostly with Michael C. <clears throat> um, and Michael C. does something that I think uh, is a much better interpretation of so <laughs> many things, New York, where I, where I was kind of like, you know, if you wanted to be inspired by any parts of New York, then maybe you should have been inspired by Michael Kors because he starts mimicking Michael Kors underneath this, um, one of the black fabrics that he has. He's draped in this black fabric from head to toe. He's got it on his fedora. Which is, which is great, and um, starts, uh, you know, and I'm just like the, and starts basically mimicking Michael Kors to a T, and I'm like, you know, you also could have put on like maybe a blazer to top it all off, um, t- sit at a sewing machine, and then, you know, then you talk about Diane von Furstenberg envisioning things, and I thought that would have been <laughs> a wonderful source of inspiration, better than the Statue of Liberty for Michael C. Anyway. Both Michael. I thought it was that Michael C. impression was like Oscar worthy. It was so good because no, I feel like no one does a good <laughs> Michael Kors. People do a really good Tim, and no one also does a good Heidi Klum. So I feel like so far this is the best Michael Kors, and I would like to. I would like a good Heidi Klum impression. <laughs> um. Oh gosh, and then we have a segment of that I call "Let's Fuck with Ari." Um, oh yes this is just my theory Ari. yes let's sabotage Ari this is okay do you I, I was just wondering if you would if you agreed with what I felt like I was observing so let's we okay so we cut in on Ari Look, it looks like she's just straight up asking Gretchen like what do you think do you like this or something I don't know and then Gretchen um, goes I like it although it is looking a little madam and I'm like oh uh oh here we go this isn't great so um I so I let's see here she says I do think it looks like the dress for a woman you'd pay a high high price for to spank you um and I just I just kind of thought at this moment because I I was going to write about what we were looking at because I wanted to describe this dress. So essentially it is a type of traditional Chinese dress. So it looks like what Ari has made or is making. Um, and there's like a flower on it. The dress almost looks done. And, um, and, and we're, so we're looking at this dress that, um, gosh, I wish I could pronounce this correctly, but I think it's, it's called, it's traditionally called a, like a kipao or a chiongsam or something. And it's a, it's a classic dress and but unfortunately here uh the negative associations <laughs> abound and 
it's basically everyone's chiming in, but the person who goes in really hard here is Ari on her own dress. And I, I thought it was interesting to think about what is happening to Ari right now. And what does it say about the room? Everyone's kind of laughing at this. And also everyone's buying into that this looks like um, something that a, uh, that a, that a prostitute would wear or because I, 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 I wouldn't even associate it with um, they're all like negative con- connotations of sex work. What is, is sort of mm-hmm. basically mm-hmm. what they're um, they're noting this this with. And it's it is it is pretty rough going here. And mm-hmm. so I looked at the because I looked through the interwebs for some definitions for what this dress actually is, because this is one this, this is a style of dress that I just kind of assume um, what my associations with the dress are, but I don't know the history of it. And I got from one source, it says, um, it says like, oh yeah, um, the high necked closed collared Xiongsan features a loose chest, asymmetrical fastening, fitted waist and side slits. And, um, it's sort of like a. It's something that com- that's famous for um, uh, coming from the Manchu. Um, uh, let's see here. Yeah, there's. It's associated with like a legend um, from Manchu, and it also is something that was really popularized in the 1920s. But it has very um, ancient origins that has a lot to do with uh, with ceremony. Um, but it's it's kind of like considered to be like yeah it's it's like something that's still quite modern but has like a deep deep history and tradition and Mm -hmm. um it just kept going in on you know uh well Ari just kept going in on her own outfit being like oh my god like oh what have I done like oh it's just like is it is it like did I just slutify my dress um yeah I don't know what were your thoughts well excuse me I the first thing I thought about was that to me it looked um kind of you know this is going to completely validate your research on this dress but I it reminded me so much of 1960s Hong Kong not because I was there at that time but because I've just seen several um Wong Kar Wai films in which the clothing is another character Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, and the garments are like characters in or they're there to sort of extend the character of of the actor and Mm -hmm. actress or the actors in general so i thought this is a really interesting take on on that kind of thing and and i loved it i you know it's a little annoying to hear that to hear what gretchen said because there's so like you know I think you and I in our lifetime, we've always heard like the strong woman narrative and how people like strong women, you know, they say that. Um, But then when someone, (laughs) if a dress looks like it belongs on someone who gets paid a lot of money to beat somebody else up for pleasure, Mm -hmm. then somehow that's bad. So I, I, that was annoying. It was completely, um, in my opinion, like sexist and slut shaming. Uh, not that that's even slutty, but just professionally biased and yeah. misogynistic. Yeah. Um, so that was annoying. So I thought it's like, I don't know. This is why sometimes I really struggle with giving people feedback is I never want 
my lack of knowledge about something to send somebody down the wrong direction. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I just I just say nothing. Or I, mean, I say, I don't know. I yeah. don't I don't do this whole well, this is what it looks like to me. And it's like, well, great. What does your dress look mm-hmm. like? You know? I mean, because I think you're also you're you're very good at giving feedback because from personal experience and oh, you do you. something that I'm very cognizant of myself is just to make it very clear that this is just a suggestion. This is oh. my opinion or, you know, just kind of making room for the other person to um, to, to maybe like add in some things to disagree with you. Um, and and I don't I don't. Sus- and that's why I also wondered or questioned, what does this say about Ari? And what does this say about where she is at the moment? Um, because I was really surprised by the spiral uh, and and by, by her total embrace of that comment. Cause I kind of thought, sure, it could, you know, I was thinking more along the lines of, it looks more like a costume. And in a sense it does look like, and it does cater t- towards um, like, like something you would see in a film, which is also why I did like a little bit of research. I'm like, I've, I mainly have only seen this like on television or in media in some kind of way. I'm like, what is this? What is, is there a name for this dress? Um, And, and I think again, like at the heart of it, it's, it's okay. But Ari kind of taking it and just completely having that derail her was, I'll just say interesting. And, um, and kind of um, well, and then maybe maybe so because I I think that um, I think Gretchen has the ability to do that, and I think she's built up a reputation in this workroom to do that. But I think Ari also is a little bit too open to what other people think, um, and not necessarily so grounded in what she's doing. But also, you know, I'm like, how is this Central Park? <laughs> you know, and like that's the question. That's the inspiration. And that's what you can go back to. If it turns out having the shape and the style and it references this, um, you know, this this type of garment that has like a, um, a an association with Chinese culture, then then okay, that's fine. It, it but hold on to your 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 concept. Um, she just completely lost herself, in my opinion. Yeah. So. Can I can I say if can I share a few things? Can I yeah. add a few things? I think okay. Um, I totally don't see a discrepancy between this and Central Park. This is not mainstream mm-hmm, Central mm-hmm, Park. Mm-hmm. But I could totally see someone of any gender wearing this dress, holding, or actually having two other people holding suitcases, mm-hmm. walking out of the plaza yes. after a job well done. Exactly. So I don't really see a discrepancy, but that's not what everybody's talking about. Everybody's thinking, oh, Central Park, sneakers. I don't know. Yeah. Lots of people dress all kinds of things in Central Park. <laughs> so so there's that number one and number two i could so i could also see why ari would um be in into that spiral mode because ari has done really great things mm-hmm. far ahead of like things that everybody else did and didn't win the challenge there was one dress in particular i think week four or week three that i was like wait how come ari didn't win that mm-hmm. and also ari has done things that you know, she felt really strongly about and good about, and people were like, "Oh, the taste level." Yes. So I, oh I could gosh. see why Gretchen's comment had more of an effect on someone like Ari, who at the beginning of the episode 
this episode said, oh, it's really great to like test out what we do. I'm paraphrasing. That's not exactly what was said, but something like we really get to see what our work does and we get to like really explore this and that. So this is somebody who's committed to growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I could, I could see why that those words just sent somebody down. And I think if Gretchen is paying attention to her peers and colleagues, you don't say that because you know that person is going to be vulnerable to that, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. In, hi- um, in hindsight, in hindsight. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I, yeah, totally agree. All right. Um, let's see here. Oh, okay. So, so that's pretty much the end of the day. <laughs> you yeah. pretty much have this like, uh, um, <laughs> Yeah, it's just a very trying time in the workroom. And uh, they go back to Atlas. They talk some. And then we go back into the workroom the next day. And um, so this is the time before Tim Gum comes in for critique. And, um, oh, no, we have another moment where everyone, again, of course, is a wreck. Uh, Michael C. is doing some type of technique for whatever reason has nothing to do with Statue of Liberty has everything to do with like ah I want them to see that can do something intricate like okay how does it tie in with your inspiration of the Statue of Liberty um and then we have a Mondo versus the Chartreuse sequence moment where um he pulls out this like lime green sequence fabric that he's going to put in and Gretchen goes like Mondo are you using that ugly sequence right you're using that right and Mondo's like yeah I'm thinking about it thinking about it but Mondo is terrified of cutting into it because he's never used sequence before so he starts cutting it and sequence are flying everywhere he's like oh yeah no I'm, I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do this and Gretchen's like are you oh you're not you're not but I love that color I love it this to me was another moment <laughs> where she's just like please use it looks awful terrible please use it um not saying that it's like overt and it's uh a strategy but i think this is just what she does um but mondo is like yeah it's not working you know i'm just gonna move on which is which is great so I think we actually do talk to Mondo first when Tim comes in. So we we get a follow-up to this chartreuse moment where Mondo shows Tim the picture that he took at the Brooklyn Bridge. And in one of the pictures, he caught a cab in the middle. And so that chartreuse sequence was going to represent the cab. But he decided to, you know, he's like, oh, Tim, I just decided it wasn't working. And Tim's like, okay, so let me just be clear you're not using this ugly sequence he's like no it's like oh thank god yes just put it away put it away don't even think twice about it um so so basically mondo is just using i shouldn't say just using so mondo's referencing brooklyn bridge by the style lines um and so there's like a peak i think to represent the 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 middle part of the bridge but using like a um a, a, again like his signature style of mixing up prints and um uh and, and textures, so yeah okay. Next we have April, who also went to the Brooklyn Bridge, and she's doing what she described to him as an abstract coat dress, and she's just like yeah. So like here's this like it's got sleeves, but one of the sleeves has like an opening and it does this thing where it's removable and then it becomes a tube. 
And that tube turns into something that you like mail posters in through the USPS. And see, on the inside of the sleeve here, there's some stamps down by the cuffs. And then there's this other thing on the back. It's going to open up and then it's going to just kind of breeze through and just kind of reveal, um, I don't know, whatever you want to take with you that day. Like her dress is doing a lot of things. And so Tim reminds her, remember what I told you to do that one time that you almost won the challenge? Um, step back and objectively observe all the things that you're doing and ask yourself, am I doing too many things? She's just like, yeah. And one of the things that Tim didn't ask her about is like color. Um, we see a little bit of purple there, but again, this whole outfit is in black with a little bit of color. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Michael C. <laughs> so Michael C. I just think it's so, I don't know why. I don't know if this is mean. I just think it's hilarious that he chose the Statue of Liberty. I just laugh every time. So Tim's like, what's your inspiration? Let me see the picture. And it's just a picture of the Statue of Liberty. That's all it is. And uh. and I'm pretty sure Tim was thinking like, of course, I know he's inspired by the Statue of Liberty, but what part, what about the Statue of Liberty? He's like the whole thing, right. the drapiness of the dress. <laughs> it's like, oh God. And so, um, yeah, he's just, and Tim tells him after looking at the dress, he's like, M Michael C, you need to look around the room and see if you're being as ambitious as everyone else. And Michael C has this smile on his face that, that to me read, I am so proud of myself. He's like, Tim, that's why I made the second dress. Look over here. And he breathes. <laughs> into the second dress that he had started and it was a more quote-unquote structured piece that's just like a lot of ruffles um so the ruffles that we saw he probably like sewed them together he's like yeah but Tim, it was looking so overworked and of course tim's like yes this is looking like an overworked mess um and i i just feel like michael c really sold the first dress to mm -hmm. tim by showing him something worse oh <laughs> i don't know i just I, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on this? I just thought it was so funny. I mean, I don't know why. They, they all seem really stressed. I felt like they just had like a night of non-work in a fancy place, you know. Yeah. Um, why are they all so stressed? But Yeah, it's very, I, I think, yeah, I think they're just really exhausted. And yeah. Yeah. Um, so next we have Ari and Tim, like, and, and Tim references the dress as being something that should not look like it would be something be worn by one of the real housewives of New Jersey. Tim does not watch that show. He doesn't. He would never watch that, watch that show. In my dreams, Tim would watch that show secretly and know mm -hmm. exactly what they wore. But I think all Tim saw was like a short dress. I don't think he was making any of the like you know, like any racist references or any like shameful oh. sex work references. Um, I think he was just like, this could go slutty. And because it's it's tight and it's short, um, it, it was more on, I think, the, the structure rather than on um, like the, the stuff that they were talking about the day before. I mean, I feel like Ari's dress could be something that was worn by a TV anchor on the evening news. Mm -hmm. You know, where you, you don't see how short it is, but you see this interesting, like, top part. Yeah. You know, framing, framing the face. Or you could see it at a club, somebody going to a club with friends or with somebody else. Or you could be going to 
a show. Like, there's so much that you could wear this to. Yeah. Like, and I, I think... don't know why they all think, like, oh, it's slutty. It's too short. It's, I, like, I, I also wonder I if it's... Like, that's a good question. Because I honestly thought... The, the the main problem is that it's referencing something that's very, very obvious, but Ari is not doing anything or making a silhouette that kind of like co- like compares to what she's done earlier in the season, which, yeah. ha- which are like really interesting things, even if they're overworked or even if they're kind of like, you know, costumey. Like, I think this is costumey in a very, like, I don't know, boring way. <laughs> boring way um but i agree with you like it could be you know without the shininess um it it could be something that you would see in a, a very like corporate setting um but she's got like some patent leather stuff going on in there which i thought was really interesting yeah me too um all right next we have gretchen um and mondo says that gretchen is one of the more exhausted designers at this point and I think that says a lot. Um, uh, she's got. All right. So she was inspired by the Lori side, of course. And she got this brick colored fabric to reference the bricks that she saw, which mm-hmm. um, I thought was a very not Gretchen thing to do. Um, uh, and, and also there's a this distinction between dirty bricks and fresh bricks right. <laughs> which i what guess up with that? I, so what are your thoughts on that i just thought it was funny <laughs> it's like because like where are jacob, the fresh bricks in new york yeah jacob riss era versus the new the new gentrification you know basically <laughs> like what what's that about um but Gosh. also, which one of which 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 one which kind of brick would would Gretchen's customer wear? Right? Is that yeah. even answered? I guess I guess Gretchen would wear the dirty bricks. So I guess the customer would also wear dirty bricks. Yeah, I think people who like Bohemian would say that. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Um, um and Gretchen says like I just and again like I think the context is they had a really difficult challenge with Heidi um and and they're all relieved to just see Tim by the way they're just like oh I'm just so glad to get a proper critique with just him I'm so glad that that awful Heidi Klum isn't coming in after him or or some other surprise and so I think Gretchen is like going off of having to make something for Heidi Klum last challenge and she's like I just want to make something that I would wear and Tim I think rightfully suggests that she decenter decenter herself and yeah. steers her away from talking about it like that and says like I would refer to your customer like think about what your customer would wear rather than you and I loved him because he does the same thing with April because April I think also makes clothes for herself as well but um I think she gets too close to the clothes in a different way and but I think Tim is saying the same thing to both of them. Like, take yourself out of it. And for April, it's be objective. For Gretchen, it is think of your customer. Think about the person, other person who would be wearing this in order to just like get out of it. Um, sure. So, but Tim looks really, really, really worried. And we don't really hear anything 
about the outfit. It's mostly just um, kind of talking to Gretchen how to think and talk about the, this garment. But yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's see here. Models come in and nothing really happens. But <laughs> I do want to point out that once Ari takes that dress off of the dress form and then puts it on the model that the uh like these pure you know uh like like derogatory associations with this dress all of a sudden becomes uh very positive um it changes from being um yeah these derogatory things to like oh now it looks seriously beautiful and edgy i'm just like hmm, this is interesting um you put this dress on a white model and uh you like it you like right. it you just change the race and it's better so yeah. it's acceptable other people now. like it other people think it's okay oh yeah no it's no. so much better now it's more beautiful like what what the fuck like it, it anyway it's that was infuri- really yeah. really fucking terrible um and and also quite sad because again i'm just like Ari, oh, what's going on? Anyway, so yeah. Anything else about model time? No, no, um, not really. Okay, um, because I'm gonna just sort of breeze by this completely unnecessary component with the Garnier guy. <laughs> okay. I don't know if you paid attention to that because I, in I'll just say. Um, he, this person comes in who's the Garnier person and he's just like, listen guys, the judges have really knocked you all for the work that I've been doing. <laughs> so they think that all of your selling has been but ugly, which basically is a side uh, dig at me. So we're going to really make sure that we can get it right. But also basically it's like, who cares? It doesn't really matter because on the actual runway day, the designers still have to go downstairs and direct hair and makeup people. Hair, mm-hmm. makeup, and hair people. And it's almost like, why do we even do this consultation? Ugh. Anyway. Um, well, I thought that was actually a good thing for the show to do. Like, I didn't enjoy that segment either. But I was yeah. like, oh, look, here's the show doing something right. <clears throat> the group is struggling with with styling. Let's mm-hmm. bring somebody in to help them think about it differently. Oh, you know what? Okay. That I is know, a bad thought. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did I enjoy it? Did we need all that airtime? I yeah. don't think so. But still, that was I felt like that was a good a good move on uh, behalf of the you're, show. You're totally right. You're right. I <laughs> I changed my mind. It's right. I just thought, why give them more work? Why didn't they come down? Like I don't know. I, I thought of, of it as being like a waste of time, but no, you're mm. correct. Um I, okay, I will say, I'm sorry. I will say that the funny funniest part of it was Michael C going down and he gets to the guy and he's like, listen, my inspiration is the Statue of Liberty. So I want <laughs> to keep her hair really editorial. I'm like, what? <laughs> Statue of Liberty. That's your inspiration. Keep it really editorial. I'm like, oh. Like, what does that mean? So we're going to do like green all over her face? I know. We're going to do like copper hair? Like, what does that mean? Can we give her a crown? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> make a crown of, a out torch, of her hair a torch a torch <laughs> torch somewhere. hair oh my gosh torch hair actually would have been great 
that, that would have been a really been wonderful night. Really nice. It's way too Sasha Valor for the show, but it would be <laughs> awesome. It would be amazing. I yeah, I totally agree. I'm not kidding. That is not a joke for me. Um, I'm not being not, facetious neither, at all. Neither me. I'm with you. <laughs> all right. So let's get to the runway. And uh, just to announce again, listeners, we have a cheat sheet. So just check your um, show notes and click the link and then you can follow along with us in runway order. And this week, our judges are our normies. We have Michael Kors, Nina Garcia, and of course, Heidi Klum. And then we have a special guest normie. And that is Project Runway season four winner, Christian Seriano. <laughs> I was so happy about that. Um, very appropriate. They're at the very end. They're going to essentially choose who gets to compete for Fashion Week. Um, uh, spoiler alert. They're going to choose. This is the last challenge, essentially. And to have a guest judge be someone who's gone through what they've gone through, I think at this point is really wonderful for the designers. Um, yeah. And it would be it's it's great to take feedback from people who know them really well and people who can, I think, empathize with the process. Yes, totally agreed. Yeah. All right. So first up is Michael C. All right. Um, let's mm-hmm. get into this. Uh, Patricia. Yes. Any thoughts? <laughs> I thought it was really not that great. I mean, it was okay. It was passable. It was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I like how it was not a literal interpretation of, you know, the French frump. That is that dress. Mm-hmm. That is the, the inspiration. And actually, you know what? I, I don't want to say French frump all the time. I actually looked it up. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, the dress was designed by someone, a French designer named Frédéric Auguste Bartoli. Mm-hmm. That's the de- that, that dress was actually that robe was actually designed by, by a designer, and um, yeah, it was supposed to represent like Roman um, Roman values of independence and liberty, etc. Yeah. Yeah, it looks but more. You know, it's a robe. It's a, it's a frumpy robe. So I'm glad that it was not a literal interpretation, but I still was like, eh, I felt like I've, I've seen it so many times. Yeah. But, you know. Um, and it's sort of like, okay, and so this, this neckline is sort of what um, he'd originally sketched, but with a different silhouette. Um, so with, you know, ending up with this, I thought, you know, it just. It, yeah, it just it. I didn't. I didn't think anything of this dress either. It was just black and flowy, and you can't see this yeah. on the cheat sheet. But the back is really, really low cut. Um, it's like at the very, very, very bottom of her spine, <laughs> like where her spine ends, is where the dress um, comes down, or, yeah. or where the the back of the dress meets. Um, and yeah, you know, it. it yeah, that's it. Editorial hair and. Statue of Liberty dress in black. Next, we have Gretchen, who is the, I think, the only person who did separates, uh, or at least three pieces. Yeah. And, um, yeah. What do you think about that? Well, I thought, and I'm going to, like, kind of rope in some of the judges' comments on this, because, uh, for instance, Christian Siriana was like, yeah, like, it just kind of looks like something that girl on the lower east side would buy off the rack <laughs> and so 
<laughs> and I, I agree. And Heidi Klum was just like, it's so unwearable. And Michael Kors is like, oh, it's too wearable. And Heidi Klum is like, who would wear this? Who? I'm just like, I kind of would wear this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, like, so, you know, I had a blouse like that. I had, I have a pencil skirt, probably not, you know, draped in lace like that. But this is silhouette is a very familiar silhouette to me. The colors don't go together at all. I thought the colors were atrocious. Um, and she's, you know, she whipped up a black leather jacket, but I'm just kind of like, why? Um, yeah. If you're not going to do something that's spectacular and you're going to do three pieces in a day and I don't know, a quarter, I don't know. And um, none of the pieces really looked finished or amazing. And it it just, it just felt like a missed opportunity was Nina Garcia like it's a missed opportunity um to really do something that was a little bit more elevated and looked like she'd actually spent some time on it yeah and I do think Gretchen has a color problem now hmm. yeah uh, Gretchen struggled with this one but you know what I think I think the jacket's there for it to look edgy and this is why I think it's such a, a big epic fail is like Throwing on a leather jacket does not make anything edgy. That is its own uniform. And that is why I often like what Ari does. I think Ari, she she actually builds in the edginess yes. into how the dress is made. So it's more interesting. Yeah, I totally, totally agree. Because yeah. like what you were saying before, okay, and Ari's next. You want to talk about Ari? Yeah. Okay, so what you were saying before about how you could totally see Central Park in this, because I was like, oh my gosh, I see lines in this, and I, to me, you know, I see pathways in this outfit, and I also, again, like, see the texture of, the last time I was in Central Park was, I think, <laughs> right before Elsa hit us, the, the, um, I think by the time Elsa, the hurricane got to us, it was a tropical storm, but um, it was a really, really tough storm. And the rains we got beforehand, of course, it just made everything wet. And so I could think about the dark, like how dark the the pathways, the running and the biking pathways get in Central Park. Um, and and like maybe like on a cloudy day or whatever, I, I still saw that there was some kind of um, association with what I know about Central Park with this outfit. Um, yeah. Yeah, but... But what are you, what are your what are your other thoughts? You know, I I loved it, and I you know people are saying, oh, this is you know all, all the comments people made about this. I'm like, it looks totally red carpet on the runway. It looks something like Carrie Ann Moss would have worn for something you know to do with the Matrix. You know, a few oh, years totally. before. Totally, she wore this in right? the movie. This yeah. is in the movie. <laughs> yeah, nobody called. Did anyone call that a slut moment? I know, I like I. So. I like even on the um you didn't even have to put it on a on a white model like the association to me was I'm like 2010 when did the last Matrix movie come out I don't know like 2003 I don't remember but this is obviously like the closest association if you want to go to movies with with for me was definitely a Matrix Mm -hmm. moment yeah I don't know when you say the last Matrix movie Matrix Four is coming out next year or this year. What? No, there there is no last. What? One more coming. I don't know why. Breaking news! (laughs) Excuse me. Are you serious, Patricia? There's going to be another Matrix movie. Um. Yes. I. I'm not following it because I'm not a a super fan. But okay, all right. Totally watch it. Okay, let's let's. (laughs) I'll. It's interesting. Okay. I'll watch it for the clothes. Yeah. (laughs) 
which are all Asian inspired. Like most of them are um, Asian inspired clothes. Um, all right. Um, on to Mondo. Yeah. Okay. So Mondo is next. And, and of course this is like a combination of um, textures, but there is some, I believe this is, is this boucle and houndstooth together? It's a, it's a very famous, um, or maybe it's like a, another type of wool mixture, but I think this is, I associate this with Chanel, the, the type of fabric that is on the sleeves. Um, but there's also like patent leather going on here. And I thought in a way it, it kind of approximated Ari's dress to me, just a different neckline. Um, and I, you know, I, I, I really like this dress, even though it was kind of precarious in the fit in the back. So when the model does turn again, this is like a low, there's a low back to this as well. Um, it kind of moves around in a way that it's not as fitted as well to the model as it could be. But, um, but I thought it was interesting. I personally didn't like the neckline though. I don't like the little thing sticking up in the middle. Right. The peak. Um, you don't like the um, Mondo's version of... Wait, what did you say before? Um, well, I forget what you said, but it was so great. Oh, so oh the, the I thought it was working on the suspension or the, the, the peaks of the bridge, like where the bridge is yeah, the tallest yeah. in the middle. No, you said ga something gauntlet before. Oh. What did you say? Anyway, oh. Oh, yeah. it's like a little built-in, like half of a gauntlet with that. Oh. thing anyway but I, yeah i thought you know what we know mondo needed to rest mondo rested mondo made a perfectly acceptable outfit i have nothing against this but it's not that interesting to me because it seems like mondo doing something we've kind of seen before but it's mm -hmm. really well done it's yeah. fine it fit, fit the prem the, the missive i was just like eh, it's great it's mondo mondo fell asleep didn't have that much time it's yeah great. I would rather have a rested designer do something passable than a freaked out designer doing something awful. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. You know. Um, all right. And our last person is April. I love this dress. Did you <laughs> like it? You know, the thing is, I, I, I really like the top and I, I, you know, putting the cheat sheet together, it was my favorite photo. I love this photo of this dress. And also it kind of lets me see the texture of the black that she was using too, because you can see from the, the photo, yeah. some light gets to go through it, that it's a pinstripe, um, very uh, semi-transparent black fabric. Um, yeah. I did not see that on the runway, however. Yeah, they don't do like good close-ups of the fabric yet. Yeah. Um, I thought. Well, okay. It was also very like matrixy. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. I like. I thought this was supposed to be a coat dress. Did, did yeah. You imagine that. Okay. So I wish there, there was more <clears throat> coat-like aspect to it. Mm-hmm. But I really liked a lot of this maybe uh, the bottom is a bit messy but mm -hmm. i definitely this could have gone and i i thought it was really interesting i was actually um yeah i thought it was really interesting yeah i thought it was interesting too i thought it was well made um and especially for all of the intricate things that she 
has been doing, um, especially with the, you know, like, like with the pattern, the, with the print challenge doing that, um, uh, like playing around with the, with sleeves and asymmetry and what shows and what doesn't show and being really intricate about it. I think this is what really is interesting to her. I will say when, when it came out with tool, um, underneath and that the bit of color was barely any different from the other black. Um, I was like, okay, this is, this is a repeat of a lot of the dresses that she's made with this, with similar looking material, which is why I point out the, the pinstripedness of the, um, one of the, um, the, the black pieces of fabric, which might, might not even be tool or maybe it is tool, but it's like pinstripe tool. But, um, but yeah, no, I, I thought, I thought this was like, a, like a really kind of complicated, interesting looking piece. So. Yeah, I thought it actually was doing something like I, we've all seen something like this before, but not quite. Yeah, exactly. And it, I think that's, it's that way with everybody, with everybody. There's this something we've seen before, but not quite. Everyone did that. All right. Mm, Everyone did that. Um, want to go to the judging? Yes, <laughs> because yes, I want to talk it. about how they talked about April's dress. Um, let's do it. Do you want to, oh. do you, do you remember, do you, do you want to jump to April since we're sure? Sure. Okay. Um, I'll just say that I, re- okay. Before I forget, I, I, I'd like to say that I thought Christian, uh, Christian Siriano mm-hmm. <clears throat> did amazing in this episode. Me too. Did, amazing i I liked christian's attitude the way christian connected with everything so i found myself agreeing with uh, christian the most and i thought i liked what what suriana said the best the the best he said idea wise this is very interesting yes everyone else was like oh it's black nina said you don't grow you haven't changed i disagree i think they all forgot those skimpy pants that april made that you know whatever like i think they're forgetting a lot of things that have happened but what did you think i mean a pregnant witch come on Michael. i know mike yeah the whole pregnant witch <laughs> comment i'm just like what's wrong with hobbies. the pregnant witch what's wrong with yeah. carrying around a broomstick uh, you know that's just a, a thing <laughs> it the model's obviously not pregnant but it could be made for a pregnant witch she would wear this and she would look amazing Michael, 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 everybody has hobbies and sometimes you have a baby and you're doing your hobby and you have to wear something. Yes. Whatever. Whatever. And you want to maintain the toolness, you know, and, and, and have all that be around you want everything to be in black. But I I just think that on a stage where we are not Broadway, where we've had other people who've worked in black a lot, mainly also Ari, like Ari has showed a lot of stuff in black and, um, and then even thinking about, um, you keep, what what did did Michael Kors say here? Um, yeah, I just, I just thought their comments were really mean to her. They're like, oh, the sameness is so numbing. You have made a version of this garment so many times I can't count. Um, uh, and, and it's like uh, the, they were all of a sudden out of love with the asymmetry, out of love with the cutouts, and out of love of all of these other things that she 
obviously had worked really hard to do. Um, And then they have Michael C up here doing the same thing in a way, this easiness, this effortlessness that they always praise him for. It's almost like if if they had kind of like copied and pasted what they did to April, what they did on Michael C, like, ah, this effortlessness, this, this Mm -hmm. constant like ease of your clothes. You keep doing this. Like, can we just see something that's a little bit, I don't know, edgier or more structured, just so much flowiness. It's just that they like flowiness. They like the way Michael C keeps doing the same shit over and over again. Yeah. They don't like what April does it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I just did not like that. And plus again, like Michael C made a black dress (laughs) based off the Statue of Liberty, which is again, like it's, it's like, it's a, it, I would have, whatever. It's fine. I've talked about his inspiration so many times, but, um, I was I was shocked when they said, you know, with Michael Cedar, like, you wanted a showstopper? You got a showstopper. And I was like, what I know. is this? I mean, what kind of show was stopped exactly? Like... I... And I mean, again, and that's why I point out the uh, textures that April's wearing, because I think I thought during this, perhaps they're seeing something I can't see or, you know, something that we can't see from uh, from the TV uh, perhaps up close, it's looking um, better than it looks from through cameras. I don't know, but uh, yeah. but I just it just couldn't it didn't register to me what what they were what they were doing there. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I, Michael Kors is clearly very appreciative of how um michael c handles fabric and i think yes i think that that i haven't followed i haven't followed that designer but that does seem like that is their strength they drape they have a lot of intelligence around fabrics but not necessarily about um pushing themselves towards new construction i think they've tried and Mm -hmm. i think that's why they've been an interesting contestant to watch yeah yeah but um, but this look was like, eh, this was a bottom look for me. And you know what? It was still acceptable. It was fine. Mm-hmm. But this was a bottom look for me. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I thought, especially in deliberations. Um, so, so for instance, uh, I can't remember, I guess. Oh yeah. Michael Kors had asked like, what, what fabric is that? And Michael and Michael C didn't know. And in deliberations, when they dismiss all the designers, Christian Siriano brought that up and was like, I thought it was weird that he didn't know what the fabric was. And everyone chimes in like, it doesn't matter if he doesn't know. As long as he knows how to use it, does not matter? And I thought of it as this leeway that they're just offering to Michael C on a platter that they weren't offering to April in the same way. And it was just so subjective, but in a way that was just like, it felt it it just it was I, I don't know I it, it made me feel helpless in the way that um I felt during certain deliberations during making the cut for instance I'm like my god like you can just sort of see what's happening here like who who gets the benefits of the doubt and who's allowed to not step up in a way that you that other designers have stepped up who's getting help in in ways that they don't deserve help not saying that um that it's necessarily bad that michael c doesn't know what the fabric is but that kind of chiming like it doesn't matter as but he knows how to use it it was so effusive the support i was like wow this is interesting yeah 
Um, yeah, yeah, and I think at, at their stage of the career, yeah, mm-hmm. it's fine if yeah. they don't know. But yeah, yeah no, it, and it just is. Um, all right, anyone else? Uh, gosh, no. yeah. I mean, we well, do have like some some. What some did you think with... about Mondo? Mondo's critique. Oh, Mondo. Yeah, I didn't really write that much down. I think because they liked it, and they said like. Nina Garcina's like, we've seen a range from you. Mm. We have seen so many things that you have done. I am blown away. They were, they were blown away. <laughs> but also, okay, speaking of Christian Siriano, Christian did say, this is more like an uptown dress rather than something that seems mm. like a Brooklyn Bridge inspired dress. And I thought, ding, 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 ding. Yeah, I know. I mean, Christian was like, this is, eh. You know, the styling, eh. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I mean, they have different aesthetics. Yes. Yeah. But I thought it was funny how in, in the beginning of the episode, there was some um, segment where Mondo is stressing out about what to do and considering this, considering that, and mm-hmm. then says, oh, I just hope it looks pretty. And then Siriano <laughs> comes in at the end and says, you know, it just looks pretty. And I was like, they speak the same language, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> and and think about like if at this point in his career that Christian Siriano was doing like a Tim like thing because the Christian Siriano here is not the Christian that we know now that we're ex- anticipating in season 19 um but I yeah but I, I kind of I, I like that that they were speaking the same way um oh gosh oh, I, the one thing I will, I will say about Christian before we move on is speaking of like the uptown versus Brooklyn Bridge, blah blah blah. So again, Gretchen went downtown. She went to Ellie, uh, the Elliot, the Lower East Side, and Michael Kors goes, mm, "I'm so confused. It doesn't look uptown. It certainly doesn't look downtown. It looks midtown. Boom, <laughs> boom. It looks midtown. Oh." Oh, I'm like, what does that mean? It's just insulting. <laughs> you don't want to look bit down. Well, it looks, you know, I think Michael uh, said it, rock and roll secretary, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's the look. Not roll. everybody does that kind of job, but that's the look. That's the aesthetic. Rock that's and the roll secretary. Aesthetic. Yep, I love it. Um, Unless you're one of those, to- those fake toys, those copyright fake toys in Times Square. That- yeah. Like, you know. Oh my gosh, that's Midtown. Oh my God, what if someone did that? Oh, <laughs> like an Elmo, like a like a you know yeah. pseudo Elmo inspired outfit or something. Um, yeah, I I would love that. Okay, all right. Well, <laughs> they go back into the waiting room. Um, they kind of talk about how rough the runway was. The judges deliberate. Um, and the kids come back out. Um. And they do this cheesy hug at the top of the runway, right in front of the scrim, that I'm sure was Gretchen's idea. I don't know yeah. how you feel about this, but that's just, you know, yeah. I was like, Mm-mm, this is this is a Gretchen moment. They No one looked like they really wanted to hug except for Gretchen. All right. So, uh, right. Patricia, yeah. um, Heidi Klum announces that only one of them is out. And that the remaining four will be creating a collection that may 
be shown at Mercedes-Benz Fashion Week. So the competition is not all over because only three of them will be going on officially to show. So, Patricia, who's the first to go through? I think it's um, the first to go to be accepted, I think, was um, Michael C., right? Yeah, that means Michael C. won this challenge. He won. He won, yeah. Patricia. Shocking to me. <laughs> yes. Um, I think, yeah, April should have won. I'm yeah. sorry. Um, no, Ari. I thought Ari should have won, really. I, I... I well yeah I don't really know I just know that Michael C shouldn't have won I because I will I'd be up for anyone else besides Gretchen, um and Michael C and like anyone else, um but the next to go the the second place finisher is someone that you didn't even mention it's Mondo, so yeah. the top two is Michael C and Mondo, yeah. Um, we get to see them hug backstage um, because they're best friends. It's so, <laughs> cute, so cute because Michael C is crying. He's like, oh, man, I can't believe it. I didn't know. I didn't think I would make it this far. And Mondo's is like, oh, boy, you're good. You're a good boy. Boy, you're good. You're good. You're good. You're good, you're good boy. <laughs> that was so nice. Love it. Um, and so then the next to go is... Ari. So Ari is our third place finisher. And so the bottom two is Gretchen and April. And Patricia, who goes home this week and who is going to going home also, but to compete to show it Fashion Week? Oh, I see. So this week we say goodbye to April. Yeah. April's gone. April's out. So sad. Yeah. I, yeah. I knew it was so, but it's still sad to see. So Yeah. Um, so that means um our top four people are, are going home <laughs> to make a collection for one last challenge. Um, which we'll be talking about um about next on our next episode. But Patricia, any yes. any final thoughts about this? Um no. All right. No be it's gonna be a, a fun finale yeah it will it will be one <laughs> um so do you have anything to share with our listeners and can you remind them how to find you yeah nothing to share at this time i can be found on instagram and twitter with the same username which is sense and sight that is common sense and optical sight s-e-n-s-e-a-n-d-s-i-g-h-t what yeah. about you um, well, uh, I will actually share because it's coming down to that point in time. Listeners, um, I will be showing in Pittsburgh soon um, at the Silver Eye Center in Pittsburgh. Um, I will be posting that on my website soon. And then there's also some um, stuff on the Silver Eye Center uh, website about my upcoming show. Um, if anyone is in Pittsburgh, please let me know. And um, uh, it opens in September. So we have about a month. So September 2nd is opening day. But um, it's my first time in Pittsburgh. So I'm excited to get ready for that. And uh, you can find me, of course, on Instagram, on on Facebook, uh, on all of our pages, and on my website, erinasdavis.com. And that's, that's about it. So, all right. Oh, my goodness. Well, um, until next time, listeners, please take care of yourselves and take care of each other. 
And um, until we see each other again on this podcast, we'll both say goodbye. Bye. Bye. Ha, ha, ha.